Have you ever wondered why internet access is so much cheaper these days, like 30 to 40 bucks a month? It's because internet service providers like Comcast or AT&T aren't just making money off subscription fees. They're also making money from, shall we say, observing your internet activity and selling your history and data to big tech companies. So what's the best way to make sure that 100% of your data is encrypted and that your internet provider can't get a hold of it? You guessed correctly if you guessed ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN creates a secure tunnel between all your devices and the internet so that everything you do online is encrypted. It reroutes your connection through a secure server. This blocks your internet provider from seeing everything that you do online. All they can see is that you're connected to an ExpressVPN server, but nothing beyond that. And it's not just for your phone or computer. ExpressVPN works on all your devices. It works on your tablets, smart TVs, even your router, so your entire family can always stay protected. I cannot stress this enough. ExpressVPN is so simple to use. You just open up the app, tap one button to connect, and that's it. Take it from me. I have done it. Your data is your business. Protect it at expressvpn.com slash profit. Visit expressvpn.com slash profit to get three extra months of ExpressVPN protection for free. That's expressvpn.com slash profit to learn more. Let's see what we got here. Welcome to Election Profit Makers. Your guide to winning and losing money on current events, politics, and all manner of human endeavors. My name's David. I'm joined by Starly. Hi, Starly. Hi. I'm also joined by John. Hi, John. Hi. What are you smiling about, John? Yeah, you can hear the smile in your hi. Look at that. Look at that nice smile. I think people say that I come across as, as pretty grumpy sounding, so I decided I would smile because it that's what you're supposed to do in radio, smile when you're talking, right? But also it's supposed to be what you do when you um, work at like a theme park. Oh, okay. And you play an animal, like you play a character, you're supposed to smile behind the mask. Behind your mascot uh. mask, you're still supposed to smile? Yes, you, more than ever. Because it's because it informs your spirit and your speaking voice, and people can pick up on that energy. But even the characters who don't, some of the, a lot of the characters don't talk. It's the energy. Oh, I see. It's the energy, the mannerisms. Yeah. Our mandate for spring twenty twenty one is to bring a, a more positive energy to the podcasting world. <sighs> this is Election Profit Makers V two We're known as the smile, the smiling ones. The smiling ones. Daylight savings. That's our, that's our daylight savings uh, changeover. Daylight savings means smiling savings and human cravings for the election profit makers. Mm. We all smile as we speak now. I'm not smiling. And there's much Can to Can I tell dis- you, oh. sorry, David, I, d- I don't mean to interrupt. But that's fine. I, that's fine. I'm just going to grin and bear it, John. I'm just going <laughs> to grin and bear it. Uh, just, yeah, full disclosure, I was not smiling this morning when I had my first major setback with the new vehicle. What? Your new car? Yeah. What happened? I got in the car, and I was shocked to see this. I, did, I never thought I would see this again in my life. A fucking bear in the car had broken in. Because it's 2021, but my clock was off by an hour. Oh, right. Because of daylight savings. It doesn't automatically upgrade like a phone clock. 
what John looks pissed is going on with that. This is a brand new car and it's operating like it's 1982. You mean you're mad that the clock didn't update automatically? I mean, everything updates automatically now, right? On your computer, on your, maybe not your microwave. When's the car from? When is it from? Yeah, is it from 2020? Yeah, it's a 2021. That was a really weird way to ask how old the car was. (laughs) Yeah, when is it from? (laughs) Nice to meet you. (laughs) When are you from? Oh, I'm from 1972. Oh, okay. It's from now. It's it's a now car. You know, it has <laughs> Apple CarPlay and computers and radar and stuff. Oh, you I know, see. It's, it's a, got all this fancy stuff. And yet when it comes to the most basic task of an electronic component, which is to let you know where you are in time. It didn't know what time it was. The car also has lived through a pandemic. Oh, uh, okay. So how, why, how is a car expected to know what time it is when no one when we don't know? The car is an AI, has AI, and it's modeling your behavior and your cognitive state. Right. It's reflecting back the sense of time that we all feel. Yeah. I mean, it truly was because it was, I was feeling that time as we all are feeling that time earlier, but it is not that time. Who's to say what time is at this point? Whoa, whoa. Okay. You're making me feel a little bit better about it. Are you going to change it or are you going to wait till the next time it happens? I don't know if I'm going to change it. I don't know. See, now we're in daylight time for most of the year, you know, seven or eight months now. So I don't want it to be wrong for, I'm used to all my old cars, the clock being wrong for half the time or whatever. I just didn't expect it here. I couldn't change the time on my iPhone. I could change it to military time, but I can't change it to another time. If all of our iPhones stopped adjusting to daylight savings time, we would have to, we would know the end was here. Right, that would be crazy. That's how I felt when I saw it. I was like, what is this? Did it, was it singing? Was it singing when you went, got in? It, no, there was no singing. It wasn't, it wasn't going... Daisy, Daisy, how does your garden grow? Okay, okay, okay. I'm so crazy. There's a lot to discuss. That there's a lot to discuss this week. A lot of uh, things that'll make you smile. John's smiling while doing that. John's. Oh my gosh. John's. John's doing his own show today. The king of the trolls, John Kimball, trolling me on microphone. The diet coke's about to wear off, though, right now. <laughs> right. Let's get this moving. Let's get this moving. <laughs> okay. It's the spring. Spring 2021. This is. This could be the spring when everything changes. It's Monday morning. There's much to discuss, but before we discuss Laura Trump or J.D. Vance or Andrew Cuomo or Gavin Newsom or any of the other amazing topics we have lined up, I just want to say that a while ago I asked for a definition of money and I forgot to read my winning answer. This is from someone named Phil. Money, a fungible medium used to facilitate the exchange of goods and services in an asset one can borrow against or a product which can be borrowed using some other collateral. Phil? Email contact at electionprofitmakers.com and I will mail you some money. Thank you to everyone who submitted definitions of money. Huh, I feel so much more grounded now that I know what money is. You're not going to say how much money? You're not going to yeah, say how much, how much money, money are you, you're going to give him? Are you sending him? Half the fun, Phil, is just going to be wondering how much money I'm going to send you. I got some money right here. What is that? John's just holding up a hundred. What like, the hell? John's what is that? Cash. Yeah. 
Takashi 6ix9ine over here. I, I sold the Subaru finally. I tried to donate it to Habitat and Public Radio and all these, you know, kids for car. No, Jesus Christ, it's turning into car talk. Nobody wanted it. No one would take it. Finally, the junkyard was like, we'll take it and we'll give you some cash. And they gave me $290. You're flashing a lot of money right now. Feels good though, right? It does feel good. That's the thing. When you have cash, even if it's for a smaller amount than you were expecting, it feels like a lot of money. Yeah, it's it's weird to hold cash. It's how like a baby at like 11 months somehow feels looks bigger than like a toddler at two years. Whoa. What? Because you're not, because babies... Like when they start to get bigger, you're like, that's then it starts to be like the baby's big. Baby's gotten bigger. But then when they reset to toddler, it starts over again like daylight savings. And they get small again. It's a it's a huge baby as opposed to a tiny person. <laughs> yeah. Does that happen with puppies? Yes. Um, you guys ready to do our podcast yeah. about politics and, and betting <laughs> yeah. on political events? Yeah. We also have a section every week called Car Clock Radio Follies, where we tell amusing <laughs> anecdotes about our car's clock radios and whether or not they are currently in sync with the national conversation vis-a-vis -vis what time it is. They are not. This was a rough week for my predicted portfolio. Everything I hold right now is showing red. All my arrows point in one direction, and that is due south. From GOP 2024 presidential nominee to the winner of the New York City mayoral election, to the final two positions I hold, both of which we'll discuss today in some depth. The first, will Laura Trump be in the 2022 North Carolina GOP Senate primary? Laura Trump, we've talked about before. If in case you don't know, she's married to Eric Trump, John Kimball's fantasy kisser. And she's the daughter-in-law of former President Donald J. Trump, who lives in Florida and looks healthier and better than ever. I have always said that Laura Trump is not going to run for Senate, but of course I hope she does run for Senate and then gets her butt kicked. Well, guess what happened this weekend? My nose shares tanked because Laura Trump was holding a fundraiser for her dog organization. Her dog organization, it turns out, has been funneling millions of dollars to Trump properties. I think they've spent about $2 million on Trump properties over the past uh, few years. Trump showed up in an event because it was being hosted basically in his living room at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> but at one point he was like, we had many meetings in the Oval Office about dogs. <laughs> he started talking about how, the, how his administration was so interested in saving dogs and they had so many meetings about it in the White House and made some off-the-cuff remarks suggesting that Lord Trump was indeed running for Senate. And then guess what happened? What? My shares plunged. They're down now six cents. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. John I'm Kimball, looking at it right now. What are you it, looking at? Your looking clock radio in your car? No, I'm not in my car right now. I am looking at my computer, and it says, will Laura Trump run in the 2022 North Carolina Republican Senate primary? And she's trading at 48 cents, but it's down. The yes shares are down 11 cents. It spiked this weekend, and now things are getting better. All right, so so it's not as bad as it was for you. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait just one minute. My I paid 58 cents for my no shares, and now they're at 47 cents. So I am kind of hurting. We must admit I am hurting. I'm trying to smile through this pain right now, and I'm trying to laugh through these tears, but I am getting clobbered on the Laura Trump market. I think you should hang in there. Stay in no? Yeah, 
Really? Yeah. Remind people what Laura Trump's connection to North Carolina is. She's from Wilmington, North Carolina. A beach town. Yeah, it's a port city on the Cape Fear River. It's not technically on the beach. The beach is Wrightsville Beach, which is his own separate town. Wrightsville Beach is where we got pulled over when we were in high school, when David had his foot hanging out the window and the guy claimed that he was going to give you a a ticket for bodily protrusion beyond the bounds of the vehicle. An immortal phrase in our high school clique. But she's not from there, but she's from right near there in Wilmington, North Carolina. Maybe she can get your corrupt politician numbers up. Wait, let's not get get into that anymore. (laughs) That would be a bright side for winning. Uh, Starley, I wanted to talk to you about Laura Trump because I figured you would like her because she runs a dog rescue charity. Um, I have to see, I've done a really good job to know nothing about the Trumps ever since our president left office. That's right, Starley, our president. (laughs) You're absolutely right. It's finally time to come out and say it It feels good to say it, right? He was our president. (laughs) He may still be our president. Um, Are there some photos I'm supposed to be looking at? Yeah, Starley needs to be looking at the updated photos that got released this weekend of Trump because I think she might need to readjust her position on Trump looking so good. Starley was like, it makes me so unsettled to see a man I hate so much looking so healthy and vital. Well, good news. Yeah. Am I going to have to readjust my position on the Trumps because of the dog rescue stuff? Am I going to have to support them now? We're trying to prevent, we're trying to present you with the full spectrum of Trump-related information right now. Okay. And then you can decide whether you need to update your assessment of that family and its political fortunes. Okay. You'll have to keep in mind that Laura Trump helps run a dynamic dog rescue organization. You have to keep in mind that Donald Trump looks like just he makes Idris Elba look like a pile of socks. He looks so good right now. <laughs> oh, Puerto Rico rescues. I love Puerto Rico rescue yeah, dogs. Puerto Rican dogs are the best. They're the best. Sados. Okay, I'm voting for her. I'm going to relocate to North Carolina. Here we go. How long do I have to live there in order to be able to establish residency to vote? Not long. Like a day? Maybe longer than that, but we'll take anybody. The great game is afoot. Okay, I'll relocate to North Carolina. I'll live there as long as I need to to establish my voter residency. I'll stay with John, I guess. John. Okay. Um, And then I'm going to vote for Laura Trump. Okay. That sound good? I mean— Okay, so that part's done. Now that look part's at pictures done. of Donald Trump. Where do I find these pictures? I Google, like, hot, mm-hmm. gorgeous. And, you know, it was one of those things where these photos of Trump wandering around Mar-a-Lago over the weekend came out, and then right-wing people on Twitter would tweet the photos and say, Our president has never looked better, hale and healthy, ready to tackle the libs in 2024. And their messaging was so consistent and so at odds with perceivable reality. I was like— Maybe the word came down that he's really sick because why else would everybody be falling into line and saying he and making a point of emphasizing his appearance because his appearance was I hate to use this word but it was slovenly. Yeah, David, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but when you brought that up this weekend, I thought, hmm, this David guy's starting to make some sense. Yep. It's about time people realize that when I spout off a so-called conspiracy theory, it might just be human wisdom. Wisdom from the fountain of Kid Midas's mind. Are they picking and choosing the better pictures of him? Obviously, yeah. So where are the ones that are the worst pictures? Can't see the worst pictures. Mm-mm. You know, whenever he's not wearing his makeup, it's a really, you know what? Can we, let's give a shout out to makeup. Makeup is so powerful. 
because when he when he wears his makeup, he has a sort of healthy glow. No, I, I disagree. Wait a minute. Starly, you disagree with makeup. I disagree that Trump looks healthier with makeup on. But you told me to buy makeup oh, fuck. for my beard. Oh, I don't disagree with the concept of makeup. I think the makeup works, usually works. With Trump, it does not work. Okay. With Trump, it makes him look... It, it, he, I don't know. I, I mean, that was the great mystery of Trump's presidency, that he had all the power in the world and he couldn't match the tone correctly. I don't know what happened. I want to say that Trump looks better like as an orange freak than he does as a pasty, gross guy. I agree. He's not pasty, though, because he's red. Neither one looks good. They don't. N- neither one looks great, but I actually think he looks better when he's orange. But when he's orange, he has the things under his eyes because he doesn't put the makeup everywhere. Doesn't matter. It's still better than when he when he rolls up to one of these spontaneous events at Mar-a-Lago and he's not wearing his makeup. My first thought is, wow, that guy's pretty old. Like I'm looking at a picture of him, first family Trump's Instagram account, and he's posing with a supporter, and he looks like at least like a. Person, a human being. John, there's nothing we can say. She is so <laughs> attracted to Donald Trump. We are We were like, oh, we're going to get her this week. We have all this new evidence that he doesn't look good. Starly's still like, oh, he looks so, <laughs> he looks terrific. He looks even better without makeup on. He's just naturally beautiful. He does look better without makeup. His makeup is really badly done. That's. I'm only saying if he did his makeup well, then he would look better with makeup on. He has makeup that you used like in the 80s and 90s, like the texture of it. Makeup has come a long way. I don't know what he's using. He probably bought it. He probably bought it in bulk in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, and he's just burning his way through it, like all that, all those British diet pills that he must be ingesting or whatever that stuff was. Didn't he have some weird British cold medicine? Sudafed. I don't think. I'm just. I guess I don't think it's bad that he looks old. I get it. He's a silver fox. He's like that guy on Mad Men. This guy with the white hair. <laughs> so Laura Trump may or may not run. Right now, predicted says she will run. And I'm underwater. And then we got Erica Smith, of course, we talked about last week. And then someone wrote me and said, why did Erica Smith endorse some Republicans in North Carolina in the last election cycle? That I don't know about. I'm going to have to do some research about that. But for now, I'm back on the Erica Smith train when it comes to the Democratic candidates for North Carolina Senate. John, is there anyone else that should be on my radar right now other than Erica Smith? Potentially Jeff Jackson from Charlotte, but I think Cal Cunningham may have damaged Jeff Jackson's chances just for the fact that he's sort of a clean-cut white guy and people might not be willing to go with him. Maybe they learned their lesson. The safe choice is not always quite so safe. And the other one was this this astronaut, uh, but she doesn't have any ties to North Carolina. And I, I don't know if we've ever had a senator that, that had no ties to North Carolina. That's something that seems fairly recent, that it happens in other states, but not not here. But now that North Carolina is heating up and becoming a fulcrum on which American destiny might turn, it makes sense that now interlopers or outsiders, not to disparage any of these fine people, people who are seeking power and seeking office think, oh, North Carolina might be the place to make my fortune. Right. Plus, I'm an astronaut, so I could technically be any state. I've been in, if I've been in space, then all states are my home, right? I'm a citizen of space. Let's move on to our next topic. We're going to continue our dialogue. As the Pepsi commercial said, we're going to keep this conversation going. We have two blue mega governors. We got Andrew Cuomo, and then out here around California way, we got Gavin Newsom, the two shining stars of COVID. 
we couldn't turn on the TV for tripping over their faces in their news conferences. And now both of them continue to suffer. Oh my God, Andrew Cuomo, what a week. I fucked this up so bad. I fucked up my Cuomo position so bad. Talk us through what you did. Because I bet if you had not fucked up, you would have fucked up in a different way. Like, I bet if you didn't fuck up early, you would have oh, fucked thanks, up Mom. later. So Okay. All right. Uh, well, I'm sorry I didn't major in science, but uh, them's the breaks. All right. Here's what happened. Last week, a six accuser came out um, vis-a-vis Cuomo's uh, behavior and his overall just grossness, I guess you would say. And at that moment, I decided I was in the market. Uh, Will Cuomo resign by the end of the year? And I bailed. I was like, I'm out. It's never going to get better than this. And David, I was opposite of you. I was in the yes for that. And I was in the no. And you were in the no. And when that other accuser came out, I said, I'm out. And I actually went no. And I just sold no at 44 I thought it's never going to get better than this. And now look at it. No is in the 60s. No is at 62. Ooh, I might get some no share right now then. You have until the end of the year. So much more could happen. I mean, I sold before Schumer and Gillibrand, the two New York senators, came out and said he should resign. I never thought that would happen. Holy smokes. I wasn't sure that they were going to come out, but, you know, I was chatting with various, our our mutual friend, our John Kearney. He was not thinking that it was going to get worse uh, for Cuomo. And I was like, yeah, you've got, you got the potential for uh, Schumer to come out. I'm not saying he is, but that potential is there. And it's like the sort of Damocles sort of hanging over him. And then sure enough, like within 12 hours, he came out with a statement um, and no really spiked at that point. And I was way up and then yes started to rebound. And then I, I sold and made a little bit of money. And now I have no position at all. So I don't really know where to You be. know what? I'm getting back in. F it. No at 62. I mean, come on. This guy, they're talking about impeachment now. And I know that personality-wise, they say he'll never resign. He'll never quit. He'll just say he's not going to run again. I don't know, man. In my frenzy to get back into the market, I decided to avoid the year-end market. Will Cuomo be governor by year's end? And I got into the second market, which is will Andrew Cuomo resign before May 1st? I was in a frenzy, but I hadn't learned my lesson. You were chasing it. You can't chase it. I bought 100 shares, yes, and they're down They're down by half. Yeah, when you start chasing like that. I bought it 53 cents, yes. Cuomo will resign by May 1st. Mm. And now it's at 28. And and also resigning is a little, you know, the other one is, will he be in office? You know, it, does he step aside? I know the other one has, the other one allows for like a thousand different outcomes. Alien invasion. Right, exactly. Apocalypse, uh, Y2K. Resigning is very specific and it's possible that he, that he steps aside <laughs> and that the lieutenant governor takes over, but he's still technically... Not the acting governor, but he's still there waiting. So, yeah, that's not one you want to be in. Sorry. Uh, Am I in it very much? And am I losing very much money right now? Holy smokes. What have I done? This is— There's rumors that a big story is coming out on Cuomo. Is this the rumor that I told you from one of our listeners? this is the rumor that that you told me. Is it a secret rumor that we're not allowed to say? Well, we just sort of said it. Yeah, because if we say it and it doesn't happen— 
I'll look like an even bigger idiot than I do right now. And, and spring 2021 is all about the assiduous management of my personal brand. The guy who's writing the article is a guy who's written, uh, you know, a lot on on these type of things. Mm-hmm. That's a big hint right there. So mm-hmm. if that article comes out, David, that would be a great opportunity. That's when I'm going to get the F out of these markets. Yeah. But is the, the listeners, what's the listeners' credentials? The, the listener, does it seem like an informed bit of intel? I mean, when I read it, I got I got that little rush of like, ooh, I think this might be real intel. David, you said it was a colleague. Is it Satchel? <laughs> It was Satchel. It was Satchel. He said, one of my pizzas told me something big is coming with Cuomo. Something big is coming down the pike with Cuomo. Eat it, Satchel's. Mm -hmm. But it's not just Cuomo. It's not just Cuomo who finds himself in hot water. Out here in California, in Hollywood town, Gavin Newsom is actually facing an actual recall threat. This thing might actually happen. David, can you do Gavin Newsom's voice? I actually don't know what he sounds like. He, he, uh, uh, people of California, I'm Gavin Newsom. Isn't it sort of like that? Sort of. Sexy like that? Gravelly and kind of, it seems affected, but it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty sexy actually. The predicted market is, will there be enough signatures by March 17th for a vote on the recall of Governor Newsom? Yes, is up at 89 cents. They're going to pull this thing off. and They're, they're not. They, they, do this every, they do this every time. They do this with every governor. The only time it's ever worked with, with Gray Davis. Well, it's not that they're going to recall. This market is not that he will be recalled. It's only that there are enough signatures to, to hold the recall vote. It's basically a special election, you know? Wait. How many times before have they, have they managed to get this enough signatures the other times? Do they usually get to the point where they get enough signatures and hold the recall, but then they're not recalled? Oh, I don't know. There probably will be enough signatures because they have a lot of signatures. That's why I don't like the Newsom markets. I find them not, I find them very close to the electoral college kind of. For the people who love brackets, how many valid Newsom recall signatures reported in the next California update? Oh, look at this. I'm being triggered. I'm I'm having Kanye flashbacks with the signatures. Ugh. With the number of signatures, yeah, it's reminding me of the Kanye markets. Oh, exactly. One million to one point zero five million. One point zero five million to one point one million. One point one million to one point one five million. Ugh, get That's this the out. Stuff. Negative That's risk. The stuff. Get it away from me. Get in there. No, never. I refuse to ever learn what negative risk is. Mark my words. So let me ask you guys a very basic question. At the end of this year, twenty twenty one. Do you think both Cuomo and Newsom will still be the governors of their states? I think Newsom will still be the governor. I don't know about Cuomo. John, what do you think? I'm more inclined to think that Cuomo doesn't make it. Yeah. The thing with Cuomo is it's it's a three-pronged attack at this point. It's, it's the nursing home stuff. It's the sexual harassment stuff. And all of that is under the umbrella of now that the entire workplace is toxic and that his bullying has to stop. Those are extensions of the bigger problem that people are now saying we've had enough with. Exactly. And and, and the fact that he can't can't govern now. I mean, whether it's fair or not, whether these accusations are true or enough, 
it almost is beside the point in some ways. If you can't effectively govern when we're in the middle of an emergency and you need to be governing, then maybe you have to step down or be impeached. I mean, what they're saying is he couldn't effectively govern before. It really is striking when you read these. There was a there was a big article in NewYorkMag.com about it and other articles, obviously, and a bunch of other publications. And there's, you know, it's just like Trump. He was obsessed with the ratings of his press conferences and he would reference how many people were watching his press conferences. And then they put out that absolutely fucking insane poster <laughs> with his mountain imagery about COVID. And that thing looked like Lord of the Rings fan art. I couldn't tell what the fuck I was looking at. I forgot that poster about that. is so <laughs> insane. And Trump, you know, when you, when you watch these, I mean, <laughs> you watch these videos people post on their phones of Trump down at Mar-a-Lago and it's all these, you know, middle-aged bottle blondes, women who just seem ecstatic to be in the room with him. And it's just like, I don't know what they see in this fella. But then, I mean, I, I have I have friends who would, who would you know, get on Zoom and watch the Cuomo press conferences and talk about how much they loved Andrew Cuomo and had a crush on him and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. One of them, one of those was Starly. I, I, I definitely understood the comfort he provided during the pandemic. And I was right, just talking yeah. to a friend last week who, she, I mean, she was, she started dating this guy and I was like, he's like a little Cuomo-like. And she's like, exactly. That's, that's a plus. So it's not, it's not, he does have, he has a charm. The charm that Andrew Cuomo has, what it comes down to is a question of why do we find it charming? Like what conditioning happened to make us find that charming? And that is, it's a good thing that we're investigating that now, that we're asking the bigger questions. Like we're finally at the point where the, where we're widening things out and being like beyond just individual accusations, why have we put the people in power that we've put in power forever? And why have we found them appealing? Are you just talking about like, like strong, loud guys? Why is that? But also even his awkwardness his awkwardness is what disarms you. Like the, the his awkwardness is what makes you him feel safer to you, mm-hmm. and makes you feel like he's not responsible for some of the things he does. Whoa, that's interesting. Well, Starley, the, the in the polling backs you up. Still, you know, he still has the majority of the population. Uh, Democrats, certainly, that support him, and women more so than men. Because we, we do the work of forgiving them. I can feel it with myself. Because when I see him talk, even now, when I saw his apology, I— you fell, Did you fall right back in love with him all over again? You're not in love with him. I'm not in love with—I find it's really hard for me to, to not want to make excuses for him. Interesting. That article in New York Magazine was also about the women that surround him. He needs those women to protect him against the women who are coming. It's it's women turning against women. Melissa Del, Del Rosa, his like his, his deputy, deputy, basically number two. Like when you read those ex- text exchanges that she sent, those aren't charming. Right. Reading those text messages, I didn't feel the urge to make excuses for her. I just got mad. Hmm. Well, sure. I mean, reading descriptions of bad behavior, depending on the person, is always going to be much less forgiving. If you read a bad quote that somebody says, according to multiple sources, the governor then said, shut up, you stupid blah, blah, blah. No, but if I were to hear he said shut up, I would be like, oh, it's his blustery way. Even like it's... Wow, you love him. I'm just saying it goes deeper than we think. Like there's a real 
thing here. There's a reason he's been able to get away with what he's gotten away with. There's a reason we've let all these men get away with what they've gotten away with. I have no idea what's going to happen. No idea. I will say that when he came out and started talking about cancel culture, it was like, all right, shut the fuck up. Come yeah. on. The fact that I have in me a hard time rooting for his downfall. That makes me think he's going to be governor forever. If Starley can't be rooting for Andrew Cuomo's downfall, then this dude ain't going nowhere. It's not that I don't believe everything that he's being accused of. I just am not feeling the glee of him of him being ousted, even though I believe everything that is being said about him. Wow, that's interesting. Because you'll also be on mic and be like, oh, Joe Manchin, what a surprise. A 70-year-old white guy doesn't want us to abolish the filibuster. Then you turn around and you're like, I know, but Cuomo's just a little dorky. He's, you have to remember, he's just a dorky baby. I know. Personality does yeah. a lot. I mean, the, a politician's personality does a lot. It, it, can, it can work. It can affect how we see them. But it's like they also can't be too charming in a way that... Right. Exa- no, like, it's I want to protect... I have to protect I him. I have to make sure he's yep. that he's not yep. misunderstood. And no one. And if he yells at someone, I'm sure there was a good reason for it. And he had to get his job done. If he came across as totally confident and slick, you would have much less patience for him. I mean, that's for, Gavin Newsom to me. Yeah. Right. Where I'm just yeah. like, oh, this guy. I think the, the, the most damning part for Cuomo will be that he was that it didn't amount to him getting anything done. We we put up we see we so far we have put up with a lot of bullies in the name of um it, I mean this is it's wrong headed. We shouldn't be thinking this sh- you shouldn't have to be a bully to get things done. Bullying is not leadership. Yeah. We have to re- overhaul everything. Everything has to change. Okay, gang, we all know how a VPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But I didn't know this till recently. It can take your TV watching game to the next level. You can use a VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Let's say you want to watch Doctor Who on UK Netflix or Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Australian Netflix or How I Met Your Mother on German Netflix. Who wouldn't delight in such opportunities? You can use ExpressVPN. It's really easy. All you do is fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location to the appropriate country, refresh Netflix, and bingo, bango, that's it. You see, ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. Do you like anime? Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away, Miyazaki reference. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it, ExpressVPN will get it done. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN is it's so ridiculously fast, there's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD, no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on the go or on the big screen wherever you are. If you visit the special link right now, expressvpn.com profit, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support our podcast, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com profit. John, I have a listener question that it feels custom designed for you and you alone. It's from a listener named Scott. 
With March Madness nearly upon us, I would love to know if John has any advanced bracketology tips or if you anticipate any adjustment in strategy necessary to win in the COVID era. This is a basketball question. Are you going to watch the NCAA tournament, John? Yeah, I'll, I'll watch the tournament. Um, in terms of tips for bracketology, for gambling in these pools. We say investing, investing in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. If you're in a big pool, then it doesn't necessarily matter who you're competing against. But let's say you're in a, a smaller pool and it's uh, a bunch of my friends and I know that they're all UNC fans. I know that a majority of them or a lot of them in a typical year are probably going to pick Carolina to go and win it all. One thing that I'll do is try to pick another team. So in the event, uh, you know, I'll pick Duke or somebody like that because I know no one else is going to pick Duke. If Duke ends up going a lot further and wins it or comes close to winning it, I have a better chance of winning the pool for that reason. But if you are in a bigger group like one of these ESPN ones, I think you just have to look at the stats of how seeds tend to do. Like there's always a 5-12 matchup. There's four of them. What's 5-12? What are you talking about 5-12? What does that refer to? Every region has... 16 teams, and each team is given a seed between 1 and 16. The number one seed is the best team in that region. The 16th seed is the worst. Mm -hmm. So the 1 and the 16 play one another. The 8 and the 9 seed play one another. The 5 and the 12 seed play one another. Only once in NCAA history has a 16 seed beaten a 1 seed. It happened just, that was a few years ago uh, when University of Maryland, Baltimore County beat number one seeded Virginia. That was incredible. But there's a reason why it's never happened other than that one time. It's just one seeds are dominant. So that being said, one seeds, while they advance, they don't generally all get to the final four. Generally, no more than two one seeds get to the final four. So you want to pick a few one seeds to get there. In the 5-12 matchup, generally there's are a couple upsets in that bracket for some reason. So you want to pick a 12 to knock off a five. And you do want to pick some upsets in the first several rounds, but not beyond that. Beyond that, that's when all the best teams are actually going to advance, the, what they call the chalk, the higher seeds. So pick some upsets in the first few rounds, but then after that, I wouldn't. Uh, as far as how COVID is going to affect uh, things, I have no idea. I, I, I guess there is a possibility that teams will be disqualified if they have a COVID case. You know, the ACC tournament had uh, that happen this past weekend. So um, I guess you could take some chances but I don't see how that would af affect your strategy. What I'm saying is a 16 seed doesn't normally beat a one seed, but I would say the chances of a 16 seed beating a one seed this year are much higher simply because a one seed could come down with a COVID case and then they have to forfeit their game and, th and that 16 seed advances. That's why nothing should count. This COVID year, there should be no official... Victories. I think everything has to count because what happens the next time around? The next time we have a global pandemic, doesn't <laughs> is that stuff not going to count either? Well, then we when we get it, when we have enough global pandemics, then we can take the 
the ta- we can tally. Then you go else. back and say, okay, all this stuff actually counted. Yeah, but I feel like nothing should count this time. Here's why I'm happy that the tournament is happening this year. Because Duke isn't in it. No, last year Carolina was not good enough to make the tournament and was not going to make it, and there was no tournament. And if there is no tournament, then technically UNC didn't miss it. This year, Duke was not good enough to make it, and there is a tournament, so they get that black mark, and we avoided that. And I love that. That makes me feel great. The smile's back. Here's what, here's what I would do. I would definitely bet on UNC as an eight seed to win their first round matchup against Wisconsin. This is the lowest seed UNC has ever been in the NCAA tournament. They've actually been an eight seed three times prior. And in those three times prior, they won their first round matchup. And in two of the three times, they went on to beat the number one seed in the next game. I'm not saying that's going to happen this year, but I would suggest that Carolina is going to win that first round game because Roy Williams has never lost a first round game. He is 29-0 and in the NCAA tournament, and that is incredible. It's got to end sometime, but I'm going to say it's not ending this year. All right, Scott. Can't say your question wasn't answered. I love March Madness. Good job, John. I followed everything. <laughs> pedal misconnections. I finished my spreadsheet. Now listen up, all you gearheads and pedal maniacs. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to list the pedals that listeners have on offer. I'm going to tell you what they want to trade for these pedals. And then you're going to reach out to me at contact at electionprofitmakers.com and I will arrange the transaction. I have already arranged multiple such transactions matching pedal desirers with the gear of their dreams. We have a listener named Dennis who has a lot of fuzzes and overdrives, basically. Here's what he's looking for, and this applies to all the pedals I'm about to announce. He wants studio gear, rack gear, and tape loop stuff, whatever that means. Interpret it as you will. Here's what Dennis has on offer. Away huge saffron squeeze five-knob compressor, Catalan bread um, four-knob Big Muff style fuzz, Emerson Custom Paramount Overdrive, the Boss FZ5 Fuzz, the Moore Green Mile Mini Tube Screamer, the MXR Jimi Hendrix Fuzz Face, that's a mini fuzz face, the JHS Alpine Reverb, and a Microcorg, a synthesizer. So if you're interested in any of those pedals, you reach out to me, I'll put you in touch with Dennis, and you guys can see if you can find a, a trade that you agree with. Last week, we were discussing octave pedals. A listener's brother is a professor and wanted a way to improve his speaking voice, and I suggested an octave pedal. We have a listener out there named Chris who wants to trade his Mulan Buffer H compressor for an octave pedal. So if you have an octave pedal, get in touch with me. I'll put you in touch with Chris. If you're looking for a compressor, he will hook you up. Finally, Mike, listener Mike N., he wants modulation pedals or noise-making pedals, and here's what he is willing to trade for those objects. Catlin Bread Dirty Little Secret Mark II Foundation Overdrive, which he says sounds like a Marshall J CM800. If you're a hard rocker, you could get that overdrive pedal. Mr. Black BB74, which is a Blues Breaker clone, and a Mr. Black JD800, which he says is another pedal that sounds like a JCM800 from Marshall. So if you're interested in any of those pedals and you have a modulation pedal or a noise-making pedal, reach out. I'll put you in touch with Mike. Now, speaking of pedals, speaking of connections, speaking of listener engagement, John, why don't you tell us about the stunning 
news in the world of social media that transpired this weekend. This weekend, the election profit makers officially launched our bona fide official EPM Discord server. It's going great so far. It's incredible. I, I really would like to thank Matt and Jared for all the work they did in, in helping me set it up, especially Jared, who spent a ton of time uh, with me on the phone. and You talked on the phone? Video, just uh, doing a lot of integration with Patreon and, um, and, and other things. He, he was really patient uh, and crucial. Um, and so thank you guys so much for helping us get that off the ground. And thanks to everyone who has joined and is participating and has just jumped in the fray. It's kind of overwhelming. And uh, we're not sure exactly where it's going to go from here, but uh, it's exciting to see a community developing. And I hope that, um, yeah, more people will will join. If you are a Patreon member, then you get automatic access to that Discord server. Patreon.com slash election profit makers. Join the Patreon, support us making the podcast, and then get up in that Discord. We got people posting pictures of their pets, of their kitties and their puppies and their birds. Then we got people posting pictures of their pedal boards. You know I love to see the listeners' pedal boards. It really brings their personalities to life for me. You can learn so much about somebody by looking at their pedal array. I've seen some, ni- I've seen some nice pedals in the, on those pedal photos. Anyway, yeah, the Discord is really amazing. I'd never been on Discord before, but it's really cool. Yeah. You can do a lot of different stuff. Everyone's been pretty nice. Satchel's been a little aggressive at times. Satchel is keeping the moderators busy on Discord. No one else is causing any problems, but, you know— that's Satchel. No. We cannot be putting up with Cuomo bullying, and if Satchel's being a little aggressive, Satchel, that's on you. Okay, you're right. Satchel, knock it off. Boom, Satch. Election Profit Makers is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. Spring has sprung, beloved listeners, and the Election Profit Makers, with a smile on our faces, are happy to guide you through what we hope will be the end of the COVID era for the rest of the year as we monitor the state of the North Carolina Senate race, the fortunes of our blue state governors, Newsom and Cuomo. The happy news, blessed I was to hear it this morning, that J.D. Vance of Hillbilly Elegy fame might be running for Congress. There will certainly be more to discuss about that. Backed by none other than friend of the working man, Peter Thiel, one of my personal heroes. Can't wait to get into the J.D. Vance congressional campaign should that come to pass. As always, we thank you for your support. You can send questions or comments to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. You can join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. This week, we are going to record a massive Q&A spectacular for our Patreon feed. This will be listener-submitted questions about all sorts of things. We've gotten a lot of great questions. We look forward to tackling those. Follow John on Twitter, at John Kimball, J-O-N. Follow Starly on Twitter, at Starly Kine. Coin. <laughs> Follow Starly on Twitter, Starly Kine. Follow David on Twitter, David underscore That's Reese. A tough one. Yeah, what can I do? It's a long story. I don't want to get into I it. I have to go and look and check what your thing is. It doesn't autofill the thing, and I have to yeah. be like, if you want to try Predict It, you can still get a little free money if you go to predictit.org slash promo slash EPM20 to receive up to $20 in matching funds. 
And remember to rate and review us on um, your computer. On your car clock. On your car clock. Remember, everybody, update your car clocks. Yeah, if anyone knows how to fix that, let me know. Or don't and just accept the new reality we live. I don't want to accept it. My name is David. I've been joined by my friend Starly. Goodbye, Starly. Bye. And I've been joined by my friend John. Goodbye, John. Bye. Bye. Bye.